The headlines tonight. City of Waterdeep forced to change name after water found to be quite shallow, actually. Journalist trapped in goldfish bowl after accusing opposition of being a bit rubbish. And can bungling Uncle Boars win the fancy dress contest? Probably not. Welcome to the campaign trail. God, it's the news again. Right. Our top story. After fending off a band of vampire bats, the Foreign Office has confirmed that the private healthcare system in Scotham is absolute garbage. Our healthcare correspondent, Peter Nimbus, is at the St God's Hospital now. Peter, what's going on? Well, what we are seeing today is a pretty hard stance from the Foreign Office. Uh, The team have gone to meet with the Lord High Doctor himself to discuss the ins and outs of the situation. But there aren't a lot of hopes. It appears vampires are involved. Really? Vampires? (laughs) Don't be absurd. I'm afraid it's true. I don't believe you, Peter. You're fired. Now, meanwhile, the other half of the team has made a terrible discovery. The monstrous yeti appear to be robots controlled by some sneaky halflings. Are they, in turn, controlled by smaller beings? No. So, we will start with uh, Pen and Victorina then. Uh, let's say that you've gone back down to talk to Lisa about uh, what's happened so far. Yeah, P- uh, Pen, how do you sort of describe the situation to her? Let's start there. It sounds like there's, there's just vampires everywhere. It's terrible. Penny, you've got the most experience with the undead. If we're going to talk to a vampire about potentially going up against Vizar, I think you're going to be our best bet. Vampires are a, a sort of necromancy. Oh Right? But they're kind of undead. No, necromancy is about bringing things back to life. Vampirism is just sucking the life out of everything. You are feeling okay, Penny. Do you have a conflict of interest here I should know about? Uh, well, to be quite honest, I feel a little um, run down myself. I've been a bit battered over the last hour. Right. Well, uh, take some of this. It's the best I can do. And she just gives you a glass of water. I've, I've got okay. new milk if you want a bit. Now I am conflicted. <laughs> because that just makes me more attractive <laughs> to vampires. More if you, if you spill it down yourself, you're more attractive to vampires. I think if you drink it, you're probably okay. Until they actually bite you. Okay, that's, that sounds like a plan. Um. Tell me about vampires, then. What could we actually do if we came up against one? Oh, well... Usually I just... um, Well, usually my mother just smites them. (laughs) I don't think she's here at the moment. No. Shame, really. Well, the best thing to do is to not bleed. Well, that's always a good thing to do. I'll... Make a note of that. It's always good not to I have found that um, the vampire bats that are are been infesting this hospital, you can kind of um, make them go away with bright light. And then there's always a stake to the heart. But I don't think it would be politically wise to uh, assassinate the head of state of uh, another country. That's what MI6 is for. And there aren't any butchers nearby anyway. No. Oh no, sorry. Wrong Steve. Uh, uh, Temerity jumps onto the uh, desk and starts uh, um, um, purring and rubbing up against you, Pen. I think because I mentioned food. <laughs> yes, you'll be feeding time soon. 
Oh, uh, I think that's our cue. <laughs> the private clinic is upstairs, so uh, let's go. I think it's called the Super Premium Patient Treatment Centre. Well, I'd like to know what the Super Premium Mega Bosch Patient Treatment Centre is like. It sounds a lot more comforting than the Tower of Blood. <laughs> Maybe to you, Maybe to, to Penn, the Tower of Blood sounds comforting. Well, it sounds like homely and, and nice. And like it it is a bit of home from home. As you're uh, walking out, uh, Lisa taps Victrina on the shoulder and uh, she says to you in a sort of low voice, Keep an eye on Penne. I'm worried about him. He's got very low self-esteem. and I think he needs some encouragement. Try and give him a boost, yes, eh? Yes, um, take him back to the Tower of Blood. It's to make him happy. <laughs> um, I mean, this is probably a hospital, which means that there's probably a morgue somewhere. Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, yes, uh, that probably happy. will sure cheer him up. Dead people that he can Get thinking. He'll, he'll be back to normal in no time. And I'm using <laughs> the word normal in the loosest possible sense. Uh, you head into the uh, elevator and uh, start going up to the second floor. Uh, you come to the uh, super premium patient treatment centre. Uh, there's like gold double doors uh, and uh, there's a very smartly dressed nurse uh, stood out front uh, who is sort of um, stood in front of a little podium and has a list in front of her. And as you approach, she goes, hello. Welcome to the Super Premium Patient Treatment Centre. Uh, are you on the waiting list? Uh, no, uh, we're just visiting. Uh, uh, who are you visiting? Dave. Dave. <laughs> We've come to interview a president, former President Eagle Tooth for, for, for the Dano of Daily um, um, Tranquilizer. Uh, make a deception <laughs> check, Pen. <laughs> Crying at Dano's Daily Tranquilizer. <laughs> <laughs> That's a five. Five. Um, she just looks at you and goes, I'm, "I don't have you written down as a as a guest for today. I'm afraid." Oh dear. Uh, you okay. said you were here to see Dave. Uh, Dave who? Uh, Dave Smith. Dave Smith. Uh, she flicks through her uh, notes. There's a Damien Smythe. That will be him. Yes. Can you make a deception check? Uh, Fourteen. Fourteen. Um. She goes, ah, okay, very well. Uh, hmm. And what were your names, just so I can type these down? Uh, my name is Katrina Crested Grebe. I'm a representative of um, a large dairy company. <laughs> <laughs> uh, eyebrow raises, but she carries on. And, and, and a close personal friend of Damien Smythe, who I know as Dave Smith because he likes to hang with the common people and do whatever <laughs> common people do. <laughs> Uh, she again, other eyebrow rises. Are, hmm, are we sure we're talking about the same Damien Smythe? Oh yes, he's he's uh, quite the character. Mm, yes, and uh, you, my good sir. Uh, my name is Pen. I'm the son of Marif Riganti, who was one of Damien Smythe's greatest friends back in the day. I see. And uh, you, my lady. Oh, me. I'm Lisa Townsland. Uh, I'm uh, just looking after these two. I, I'm a secretary. That's it, uh, secretary. Uh, um, important stuff to... Um, you can see type. I need a, look, a lot of looking after. She follows us around and takes notes. Otherwise we forget things. Well, 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 okay, yes. If you, uh, I will give you these visitor passes. And she hands you some visitor passes. And, uh, and uh, just uh, uh, be sure to be out within the next uh, 20 minutes. There's going to be a... Uh, disinfection uh, going on so uh, uh, good luck and uh, she stands aside uh, you have a long afterlife <laughs> uh, slightly threatened uh, she steps aside as the uh, golden doors open and uh, you find a huge um, clinic uh, that is uh, again staffed with uh, very neatly dressed uh, doctors and nurses and um, receptionists etc uh, you see a couple of uh, patients in little bunks, but uh, they have really nice feathery pillows, and uh, uh, all of their um, uh, the uh, the beeping hospital equipment is sort of gilded uh, and uh, very gaudy in some places. And there's like bejeweled bits, uh, like uh, the little heart monitors. Uh, you see a little diamond hopping up and down uh, on it. Uh, it's just like extremely lavish. Well, if this doesn't prove the axiom that 
if you don't look after the, if you look after the pennies, the patients will look after them themselves. Well, I don't know what it is. They're not looking after themselves, are they? They're being looked after. Well, I said if it doesn't prove it. <laughs> <laughs> Which it doesn't. Aqualad and Perrin. Hello. Uh, Howdy. So these two uh, halflings jump out of the yeti, and uh, one of them catches you, Aqualad, in a big hook and tries to lift you off the floor. And uh, he uh, ruffles your hair and says, "Well, if it isn't old Pimple! Oh, we thought we'd lost you, son. Oh, you never came back to us. Where did you go?" Aqualad steps backwards, looking a little bit. It's us. Don't you remember us? Was there a tea flame with a mining community accent? No, I, I, I'm sorry. Um, we're uh, Oh dear, you must have hit your head pretty hard and it's still done some damage. Oh, what a shame, what a shame. Uh, it, uh, I'm uh, Ankle and this is Beryl. Uh, we're your parents, you see. I, I'd recognise you've got, you've got my father's nose and you've got her father's eyes. It's... Uh, Oh, and you've got, of course, the birthmark across the top of your head. It's uh, unmistakable, unmistakable. Um, that's dead. <laughs> of course we're not dead. <laughs> Don't be silly. <laughs> uh, so, uh, are these your but, new but, new friends? But, uh, but, but, but the dwarves wouldn't have lied to me. The dwarves? Oh, yeah, those dwarves are. Uh, let me guess, Gardner Graham, was it? Aye. <laughs> uh, he's a piece of work. Uh, done, done a few jobs for old Gardner Graham. <laughs> he didn't tell it. Tim the tailor. Yeah, he, he didn't tell us uh, that you'd survive. They told us, they told us that you'd died. Uh, but, uh, never did hear from Gardner Graham after that day. He seemed to drop off the face of the earth. We have banned magic. We haven't done much work up there since then. But uh, uh, the eagle says he hasn't got another crash in him. So you know we have to, have to give it up for now. But uh, so uh, how have you been? Hold up! Hold up! Hold up! That's saying my entire life since that day's been a lie. What do you mean a lie? We were just running the scam as usual. You know the life insurance scam. I was raised by them dwarves. I was. I. I was told that I was dead. I was. They lied to me. Huh. Them dwarves took you in. I always knew that Tim the Tailor had a had a soft heart. He didn't. That was running a scam for money. Aye. Aye, it's what we do. Then that's not the parents I thought they was. Well, <laughs> listen, look at, look at you running around with a dragonborn. Hey, uh, excuse me, dragonborn. Uh, do you breathe fire? Yeah. See, see, hey, Mr. Quacks, we could get this dragonborn doing doing shows, blowing fire, you know. Do you no. do firework? Do, do fireworks, fireworks? We can do fireworks, can't no. we? No, no, we, we um, no. That's, sell tickets, that's, you know. Big, a family business venture, and he puts his arm around you, Aquilad. How about that, Pimple? Aquilad shrugs the arm off. Oh, come I on! Don't now. do performances. Well, I'm sure we could train you up, you know. Get, all, get a new business going. Quacks, you can see to it, can't you? You can do all the marketing. And Quacks just sort of shuffles around awkwardly. So, uh, come on, come on, Pimple. What have you been up to? Finding out that I'm the child of con hobbits. <laughs> <laughs> uh, halflings. Uh, uh, mustn't uh, upset the lawyers. Um, <laughs> uh, come on, come on, come on. You, uh, look at these robes. These are fine robes. Must be worth a few grots. It's, hey, Mr. Quacks... Yes, I'm sure. I take it you are acquainted with these people. Yes, yes, yes. This is our long-lost son. We thought we lost him in the in the eagle scam, but uh, turns out he'd been stolen from us by those fucking dwarves. Well, I'll have to have words with Tim the Tailor. Hmm, um, he ne- he never did approve of our ways. That's not having words with anyone. That's under arrest. <laughs> Better people have tried. <laughs> Uh, Perrin, as this uh, discussion is going on, and uh, you're looking around the station, what are you up to? Trying to get. Um, a- I'll just tell you, like there's um, there's Yeti sort of guarding the various exits, uh, but they're mostly sort of distracted by Agrilad, uh, as is Doctor Quacks. Uh, there's a couple of people who are still kind of um, making their way up the stairs, trying to get out. Uh, there's a door with a keep out sign on it, and there's a couple of upturned bunks. So, what are you doing? 
Um, can I have a try and get away from this exploitation and go look at the uptown bunks? Sure. Uh, make a stealth check. Stealth. Am I stealthy? No. Twelve. <laughs> I think you trip over one. <laughs> and uh, Hankel says, uh, Oh, these dragonborn, oh, they can't keep on their own two feet. Uh, I, so you were... Uh, come on, come on, Pimple. You, you must be making some good money out of this. My name's Agrilad. Sure, yep. <clears throat> is that the one that is that the name that Tim the Tailor gave you? Sounds like one of his oh, inventions. Has got no respect for nobody there, they hasn't. Oh come on, don't be so melodramatic. We're just making a living. That's making a living off the of lies and other people's suffering and it's got to end. And either I'm gonna end it or somebody else is gonna end it, but it's gonna end. And that Yellowbeak over there, he's been leading the honour of Mary Chase, he has. He's got no interest in helping the art, he's using thee to scam other people, as fake yetis nonetheless. Uh, he um, reaches into his jacket and pulls out a small bag, and uh, from the bag he produces um, a handful of gold coins and sort of puts them in your hand and goes, See? It's not all bad. We've done well for ourselves, and look, we're here to help you. I throw the money in his face. Ooh, make an attack roll. It's it's not about money. 16. 16? Okay, yeah, you hit him in the face with it. Uh, and he looks back at you quite darkly and goes, I see. Well then. That's taking money out of other people's mouths. And we can't convince you to join us? We can make a lot of money from Mr. Quax's business venture, you know? All these sick people lining up to give us money. Join you, you say? I'll join you. I'll join you on a trip to that local prison where I'll throw the behind bars. You can't throw us behind bars for being honest business folk. We're entrepreneurs. We helped Mr. Quacks out of his little scandal and set him up with a nice job. We can help you. On entrepreneurs? Yes. That's business ventures. That's bulgum for con men, that is. Uh, yes. Perrin, uh, Dr. Patrick sort of helps you up and uh, nods towards the door with keep out on it and says, Ah, oh, we might have some luck getting in there whilst they're distracted. What do you think? Okay, um, it says keep out. Well, yes it does, but sometimes one must bend the rules to achieve something truly good. I think Perrin sort of like frowns, looks back at the halflings, looks back at the door and says, Let's try keeping in. You see, that's ah, I'm bending well. the rules. I'm I'm changing. I'm. Uh, uh, I tried. I have a suspicion that this is where Quax keeps his records. If we can find evidence of his misdeeds, it'll be what we need to put him away. Your friend can drag him to the police station all he wants, but without evidence, it won't get very far. Are you saying I get to be a detective? Precisely. I always wanted to be a, a detective. Fine detective at that. I don't know how I ended up not. Oh no, yeah, no, I definitely know how I ended up being a warlock instead. <laughs> you could be a warlock detective. You're speaking my music. Excellent. You try the door. I'll keep watch. Okay. And I, 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 I go to the door, nonchalantly. Make a nonchalant check. <laughs> no, um, sorry. Let me actually. Uh, I quite enjoy to. I am bad Stealth at nonchalant. Yeah. Not I got two. You're whistling out of tune. They're so bad at nonchalance, even I lads looking mm-hmm. at them. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, the door does open, though, as you sort of press on it, and uh, within you find a small office, and there are some filing cabinets and piles of papers. Um, Dr. Patrick sort of rubs his hands and goes, Good work, my young friend. Yeah, I call you Perrin. Perrin, yeah, Perrin Bazoni. Nice to meet you. Pleasure to make your acquaintance. Um, I now have a dear stalker hat that I tip to you. This is my detective <laughs> accent. <laughs> I mean, yes, I'm a very good detective. I can see that. Why don't you take that pile of papers over there, and I'll take these. Elementary, the game has feet. Uh, can you make yeah, an I investigation can. check? <laughs> game has feet. Are we all doing acting? Only when I'm a detective. Um, investigation, <laughs> that's 16. 16. Okay. Uh, you start to look through the um, the papers uh, and you find a couple of like newspaper clippings that have Dr. Quacks in them. Uh, you see um, a, a headline 
that says um, Secretary of Health in Disgrace uh, and you see another one that says uh, um, Illicit Affair Uncovered Quacks Must Resign and Unusual Accounting Revealed Quacks is a Fraud? Question mark, question mark. Surely they could have said Quacks is a Quack. <laughs> Shall I stop doing the voices? I don't think... I, I think... If it makes you happy. Lots of things make me happy. Oh, I was like you once. Oh, to be young. Now your friend. He seems to have had a bit of a shock. I've never seen him that shaken. You know how some people in this world are just unquestionably awful people? Yes. There are some corners of the universe that have bred the most terrible people. Ones who act against everything we believe in. I, I, I try to think best of everyone, but I've never met anyone who's wanted me to perform, who's done it with my best interests in heart. Poor lad, to have a family such as that. Well, you know how families are. I don't, actually. Ah. How are families? Difficult things sometimes. Okay. Tell me, where did you grow up? I grew up in a monastery in the countryside with nobody around apart from the Green Lord, my patron, um, to whom I owe an earthly debt. Did you read much in your time? Oh, yeah, I've read all of the books I could find in the monastery. So tell me, in all your time reading, studying and exploring the world, mm. have you ever found a definitive final definition of what a family should be? A definition that nobody can ever break? I haven't. No, I don't think I have. In my experience, those deserving of the term are those who help us to find love. Not only in others, but in ourselves. The people who help us find our own worth and help us build it. And that is something you do not need a birth certificate for. What's a birth certificate? He holds out a finger as if he's about to make a point and goes, You know, that's a very good question. <laughs> and then he boops your nose. Oh! Uh, so you're in this super premium patient treatment centre. What are you doing as you're wandering I'm around? I'm looking at all the super premium patients. Okay. Uh, do you want to make an investigation check? I rolled a 13. 13. Um, they're mostly rich folk, which should come as sure. no surprise. Uh, most of the Arakokura. Uh, their feathers are nicely preened. Uh, even the people who are, like have bandages, uh, the bandages have got like nice embroidery on them and uh, look very fancy. Uh, and uh, they've got like nice cups of tea and things. And um, uh, I think you find uh, one person who uh, sees you and goes, "Hang on a moment, or." You're Victrina Crested Grebe. I read about you in the newspaper. I'm rather afraid I am. Um, oh dear. I, I haven't had the pleasure, sir. What, what, what was your name? Mr. Beakley. I uh, used to work for the government around here. Um, I was a... Uh, I was secretary to the old President Eagle Tooth. Uh, I uh, try to keep abreast of current affairs, though, now that I'm retired. And, and what, what are you in here for? Oh, hmm. <laughs> My joints, you see, seizing up. Just old age, you know. Yes, I had a rather good pension plan, but rather a lot of it seems to have already gone on this treatment. I only got a few more weeks left in me, truth be told. So, so what happens when you run out of money? Well, you uh, stop receiving treatment most of the time. That seems rather unfair. I mean, if you're in pain. Most of the time? Uh, yes, well, it's... Uh, uh, it's the only fair system, you see. Um, <clears throat> so, you said most of the time, as my very esteemed colleague picked up on. Um, what happens the other times? Well, some people go and uh, earn some more money in the uh, in the Tower of Blood. I, I would rather not go myself. I makes a, a, a nod to the uh, curtains that surround his little booth and says, if you wouldn't mind... Some privacy. Of course, of course. As you draw the curtains, he sort of leans in a little conspiratorial and says, It may be shocking for you to learn this, but that blood goes directly to the presidential palace, for the president and his wife are in fact... Vampires. 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 Uh, oh, you know. Yes, 
because we met the man. Yeah, yes, I'm afraid I'm I'm not very shocked. Oh, well, I really like it when I get to reveal sorry. that to oh, people. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, do it again, uh, and I'll pretend to be surprised. <clears throat> they are, in fact, vampires. I'm shocked. Yeah. I'm sh- are you? Oh, are you shocked, Ben? I, uh, well, to 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 my core. Oh, it's a uh, it's dreadful business. Dreadful business. But, um, you um. <clears throat> What 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 can we do? Because obviously, I mean, you would you would like your treatment to continue, and we don't want. Um, well, it's not very good to have vampires. Well, they've been. I, I say, well, you say that, but they have been very good with the economy, and um, that but sways the voters most surely, of the time. Surely, what's really holding up the economy is is people putting all their money into their medical treatment and working like like dogs just in case they get sick. Um, and that, to me, seems an, an unfair basis for an economy. It, it's like a blood bank, except in reverse. Yes, you, you might say that quite literally, yes. Um, yeah. <clears throat> uh, I don't know what it is that brings you to um, the country this time. Presumably you're... Uh, negotiating for new milk, uh, I would take I'm it. I'm negotiating for new milk. Pen is doing a politics. Ah, well. Mm. I am well, yes. I'm afraid uh, so. N- new milk may be a good bargaining chip. I, 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 um, I, I was there when former President Eagletooth tasted it for the first time, and he was absolutely instantly addicted. Uh, it was partly what caused his downfall there. But uh, he was... Remarkably good at uh, keeping things secret, um, and so I don't think many people know about his vampirism or, or even the current. Was he a vampire vampirism. too? I'm shocked. Look. Uh, yes, shocked. yes, I'm afraid so. How did it? How did it cause his downfall? Well, and as I understand it, there were these um, investigators who who managed to discover some of his more illicit dealings and uh, they somewhat blackmailed him I fear it happens every now and again with uh, members of the cabinet uh, who uh, speak out against the system Um, these uh, I can't remember their names but I saw them one time breaking into um, we used to have a a chap who uh, who who was the uh, the health minister um, what was his name? Quacks or something, yes. And I saw these two little devils uh, coming out of his office, arms packed with uh, with documents. And uh, next thing I know, he's coming to me talking of blackmail. And uh, uh, rather quickly, his career nosedived after that. And uh, he ended up running away and starting some sort of underground treatment centre, ripping off old ladies. No idea what happened to the chap. Shame, though. If you, if you want to know the real power in this country, it's that Pfizer chap. The old pharmaceutical giant, they call him. And he is a giant. Last time I saw him, he was 20 foot tall, something like that. Oh dear. Where would we be able to find him to have words with him about... Um, the current economic situation. And, well, more importantly, how could we stop him? Well, I don't know. You'd have to talk to President Eagletooth himself. He has the insider knowledge. He met him. He brokered the first deals with Pfizer. And is, is former President Eagletooth in this Yes, hospital? if you just head up the stairs, he's in the, uh, he's in the platinum suite. But be careful. I don't know whether he's still got all his wits about him. And, uh, Miss Victrina, you must beware the new cream. Okay. That sounds tasty. Uh, it's not. It's a kind of sun cream. Oh. We were developing it in my day. And I believe it's, um, rather blocks out all sunlight. Ah. So is this, this, this is for vampires? Oh dear. Uh, yes. Uh, I didn't want to be too upfront about it. But yes. Vampire face cream. Can I ask a last question? Of course, of course. 
um, do you happen to have anything here for these cuts and bruises that I have? Ooh, uh, make a persuasion check. Okay. Fifteen. Fifteen. Uh, he goes, well, I really shouldn't, but very well, very well. And uh, he reaches into his bedside cabinet and uh, hands you both a small healing potion uh, that will do you... Um... Okay, I'll give you 3d6 of healing from that. This is the super premium stuff. Not like I can pee for these things, I'm afraid. So, Agolad, are you trying to apprehend your parents? I'm having a bit of a crisis of conscience, to be honest. Hmm... They're supposed to be dead, but they're not dead. And it turns out that we weren't going to Adventure World after all. We were just <laughs> going on some scam, and the eagle was in on it, and my mum and dad were in on it, and the dwarves were in on it, and I don't know who to trust. Come on. It's, uh, come on, little pimple. It's, it's, it's all fine. It's all going to be okay. Just, uh, you know, we're just, you know, here making a living. You know, an honest living. A living, that says. A living at other people's expenses. That's, 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 that's robbing the insurance companies, which means the insurance companies have to make people pay more for their own insurance, which means they're taking money out of other people's pockets. And and and, and I, I've, I've spent the last 20 years thinking that was dead. Well, that is dead. That's dead to me. They understand? It's that bloody sense of... and sense of honour that those dwarves have. They've infected you with it, that's what's happened. They haven't infected uh. me. They've taught me the proper way to do stuff. They've taught me right and wrong, and they've taught me how to look after people who needs looking after, and that's something that thy doesn't understand, and that's going down for it. Can you make a perception check? Nine. Behind you, a yeti lumbers closer and grabs you by the arms and pins you in place. Sorry, Pimple, but you've rather forced our hand. We can't have you going around blurting out our uh, plans to everyone and discrediting our good name. I'm afraid we're going to have to put you on a train. (laughs) And you are lifted off the floor by the Yeti, who starts marching you towards the train tracks. And from down the tunnel, you hear a... a And another befaced train comes out of the tunnel. This one's got quite an angry face. Uh, it stops and a door opens. What do you do? Um, well, obviously I'm struggling while the Yeti's trying to carry me. Strength contest! Strength contest! Uh, I got a non-natural 20. I got an 18. Ooh, no! you almost uh, break out of it, uh, but the Yeti holds pretty tight. Perrin, uh, you hear the struggle and uh, go rushing out and you see Agrilad being taken away. What do you do, like to do? I would like to try and attack the Yeti. Okay, go for it. I'm going to use my witch bolt to just throw some witchy bolts. Go for it. Um, God, that's just witches. an 11. Uh, does not hit, oh. I'm afraid. I panicked. I'm sorry. Uh, would you like to roll for initiative? Okay, go on then. All of us? Yeah. But both of you, yes. I've got a four. I've got a 16. So, uh, Aqualad, you're first in the order. What would you like to do? Am I on the train? Uh, yes. I'm going to headbutt a window out. Ooh! Uh, nice. You're going to have to make a, a strength check again to get out of the grapple, though. Nope, that's a nine. <sighs> nope, uh, the Yeti holds firm. Uh, you can try and do something while you're in the Yeti's grasp, though. You can try and headbutt the Yeti as an unarmed strike. I will do that then. That seems like a good idea. Uh, That was uh, nine as well. I'm not having good dice today. No, does not hit. Sorry. Uh, Hankel, your dad, goes next. Uh, He hops into his Yeti and is going to round on Perrin. Uh, And he's just going to sort of block your way, Perrin. Uh, And Beryl will do the same. Uh, Dr. Patrick goes next. And uh, he is going to cast um, yes he casts enhance ability on you casts bull's strength on you Agrilad so you will get advantage on your strength checks going forward uh, Perrin it's your go um, so I've got the two halflings surrounding me yep you want a show 
this is a show and I would like to breathe fire on the one that's Yeah, good. go for it. You've got advantage because they are weak to fire. Ooh, nice. So that was just double damage, isn't it? Yeah. Um, it's a dex save. Okie dokie. Their dex is not great. It's an 8 for one and a 9 for the other. So they okay. both fail. They both fail. Ooh, my dice are very happy. So this is including the doubling. That's going to be 19 points of damage. Do that for each. Oh, nice. Um, so yeah, they uh, the the Yeti fur springs to light, and they are now burning and rushing around trying to uh, stamp it out. Uh, and they uh, almost collide with you, but uh, I'm going to let you just sort of dive out of the way of that. Uh, the yeti that is holding Aguilad goes next. Uh, it's going to try and claw at you. Um, it's going to have advantage because you're in its grapple. Um, uh, that's going to be like 22. So yeah, I imagine that's going to hit. And it's going to do... Uh, well, only three points of slashing damage. Uh, and Aguilad, it is your go. I'm... I'm going to use my primary action to make an unarmed strike. Ooh, do you want to get out of the grapple first, or are you just going to headbutt him while you're there? I'm just going to headbutt him as hard as possible. Go for it. <laughs> oh, no, I completely fail. I get a natural one. Oh, no! <laughs> this is not going well for Aguilat. Uh, this week is not a good week. The um, train doors close, and the train goes trundling off down the track. Perrin, what do you do? I'd like to jump onto the train. Ooh, make an acrobatics check. Fifteen? Yeah, you do it. You grab onto the back of the train just as it's about to head into the station, and Dr. Patrick goes, I'll catch up with you. And I'm just grabbing onto the train as hard as I can. Grabbing onto the train as hard as you can. Uh, What... What would you like to do whilst grabbing onto the side of the train? Try and get inside of it, if um, possible. Make a, there is a door at the back, uh, but it is locked. Uh, so how are you going to open this door whilst <laughs> being dragged along by this train? I don't have anything that could help, so I'm just going to try and... Is there like one of those inspector stores at the back of the train carriage? Yeah. Yeah, so I think I'm just trying to wrench that open. Okay, make a strength check. Seven. Uh, no, you didn't do. Do not do it, uh, Aguilad. Uh, you are still grappled. What would you like to do? I'm going to attempt to disengage from the grapple. Yes, and you've got the rules on grapples. Yeah, and you've got advantage thanks to Doctor Patrick. So, uh, with advantage, I roll a a ten. <laughs> uh, is it a contest on a grapple? I can't remember. It's a contest. Uh, athletics or acrobatics versus athletics uh, or acrobatics. 14 plus, so uh, you're still grappled, I'm afraid. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Patrick is next in the order, but he's out of combat as are the other two. So Perrin, we're back to you. Um, I'm just going to try again with the store. I don't think I have anything else that would help me. Uh, you can make an attack roll against it if you like. Mm, let's try that. You've got your um, bonk stick. Armed... Yeah, I have my bonk stick. Yeah, let's give it a bonk. Smash a window or something. I have rolled a 18. 18, yeah, you smash a window and uh, manage to scramble your way in. Uh, as you sort of brush the broken glass off yourself, um, you see up ahead uh, Aguilad being grappled by the Yeti, and uh, I presume you run towards it. Uh, so the Yeti goes next, and it's going to try and wave an arm at you to try and whack you. Uh, six plus three. No, that's not going to hit. Uh, flails and misses. Uh, Aguilad, uh, Europe. Same again. I'm still Same trying again. to break free of this uh, fake yeti. Oh, natural twenty. Uh-huh. Oh yes, you break out. I think because it's it's let one arm loose to try and attack Perrin, so you're only grappling against one arm, and you burst your way out. I think actually with a natural twenty, you rip its arm. Off. Nice. And you see like cogs and sparks and springs go flying everywhere. Uh, and it sort of wheels back going... Uh, Pelin, you're next. Um, so is there just the one yeti? Just the one yeti on the train, yeah. Could I um, run at it with my dagger? Yeah, go for it. To 
just because I think that'd be fun. Nine. Does not hit. <laughs> I think I just get panicked, run to the cabin with my with my dad in. I just keep running. <laughs> yeah, you run past it, and uh, both Aglad and the Yeti just watch you go. Uh, Yeti goes next. Uh, it's um, screaming in pain, but it's going to try and hit you with some webs, Aglad. That's uh, a question. Can robots feel pain? These robots can. Okay. Uh, can you make a dexterity saving throw? Dexterity saving throw. That would be. I'm That's 24. Yeah, you bound out of the way with ease as the webs go spewing all over the train uh, carriage. Uh, Aqualad, it is your go. I'm hitting the Yeti with the wet end of its arm. Go, go for it, yeah. Uh, does it count as an unarmed strike? No, because you're an arm strike. Um, whatever your uh, unarmed strike is, double it, I, I suppose. Because that's funny to me. <laughs> uh, 18 to hit. Yeah, that hits. Do a flurry of blows with its own arm. I'm just thinking that. Uh, seven points of damage on the first hit. Yep. And for my bonus action, I am going to do a flurry of blows. Excellent. First one is a 19, second one is a 22. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, those both hit. So, first damage is a 6, second damage is a 5. And I'm cool. shouting, have that ye throughout the end. <laughs> Have it, have it, sir. Uh, Stitch this. Perrin? <laughs> Perrin, you're up. I think I would just like to throw an Eldritch Blast at it. Go for it. Do- 13. Hits? Hits, yeah. Um, I think I just sort of like yell at it in... Um, I speak Celestial. Ooh. Um, probably how I talk to the Green Lord. Mm-hmm. So I just yell at it in Celestial. And do a grand total of two points of damage. Okay, yeah, you blast it back uh, with your Eldritch Blast, and uh, it knocks its head against the ceiling, uh, and you see its its head sort of split in two. And again, there's more sort of uh, cogs and electrical parts that just go frying, uh, but it's still standing. Uh, you hear a sound uh, coming from behind the train. It's a long choo choo. And from the tunnel, you see a light getting larger and larger. What do you do? I'm going to carry on hitting this yeti with its arm. <laughs> okay, it is the yeti's go. Uh, the yeti's going to uh, come after you, Agbalad, but it's got disadvantage because it now has no eyes. Uh, two plus four, that's not going to hit, I imagine. Uh, it flails wildly in your general direction. Uh, Agbalad, it is your go. Are you going to do the same again? Um, I'm going to do the same again, uh, but I'm not going to go with the flurry of blows because I want to save my key points. Yeah. One key point that I've got left. <laughs> so it's just normal unarmed strike followed by another unarmed strike. 20 on the first one. Hits. 22 on the second. Both hit. My damage is 7 and 5. Okay, how do you want to do this? I'm basically blindly hitting it. I'm, I'm barbarian raging. I'm halfling raging. I'm halfling raging. Uh, yeah, you bury its arm in its own head, let's say. Uh, and it topples over. Uh, and, the whole time I'm screaming, and the whole time I'm screaming, Mother! Father! That's dead to me! Aww. Uh, Perrin. Uh, as you sort of watch Agrilad having this emotional moment, what are you doing? Yeah. I think trying to figure out how I can calm him down, if I can offer any support. You okay? Edward. I mean, no, but you okay? <laughs> Fist. <laughs> Aww. Can I help? They're bastards. Yeah, they they are. They don't find you. They're bastards, doesn't mean you are. Agrolad will eventually run out of energy. <laughs> eventually. At some point. One day. <laughs> One day. It's okay. We'll get off the train. You never have to see them again if you don't want to. Make the bastard pay, I am. You make the bastard pay. Yeah. But at what cost? Cost don't matter. They're ripping people off. They've ripped you me matter. off in my entire life. Yeah. 
everything I've done, I've done because I thought I was doing them proud, but it turns out that they won't be proud of a fucking fart in a colander. You're making me proud and I barely know you. Aye, well, aye, well, well, there's, there's a good petal that is. Yeah, and you seem pretty good, okay. And I don't know what it is to have a family to let be let down by, but I know what it is to look out for the people who stand by you. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm, it's okay. You don't need I'm to know. Bastards. Uh, from behind the train, you hear another choo-choo, and uh, the light and that, gets a bit brighter. If that bugger doesn't stop leaning on his own, I'm going to whit him as well. <laughs> uh, Perrin, you hear a voice calling. Perrin, Agolad, you need to get off that train. It's out of control. Want to jump off the train? Will make you feel better. Race you. You go first. <laughs> All right. Okay. And if you okay. fall and die, so I, get to jump the train. I have to try harder. Yeah. Uh, Let you, me show you how it's done. You run to the back of the train, and you indeed see that you are being pursued by Thomas. And leaning out of the driver's window uh, is Doctor Patrick, and he's uh, waving to you. Uh, and he says, "Just make the jump, and I'll catch you." Okay. Oh, I've always wanted to jump from one moving train to another. Can you make acrobatics checks? Yeah, go on then. Twelve. Okay. Aqualad. Twenty. Oh, Aqualad, you do a somersault. Uh, I don't just do a somersault, I run along the tunnel wall. (laughs) You sort of Naruto run and (laughs) dive into the train. Uh, I was going to say, it's like something out of the Matrix. Perrin, you land on Thomas's face, uh, on his nose, I think. (laughs) Hello, new best friend. Hello, Perrin. Um, I'm going to slow down now. Thank and you. The train starts to slow down, and you see the train that you were on uh, go speeding off down the tunnel, and it vanishes, uh, just as Thomas comes to a slow and calm stop. Everything seems quiet. And then you hear an explosion as the other train comes to and Victrina, you head up to the uh, private suite where uh, um, President Eagletooth is. uh, Platinum suite. The Platinum suite, yes. Well, I'm going to be very disappointed if it's not got platinum floors and platinum walls. Uh, You are not disappointed. Uh, You see, uh, indeed, platinum uh, walls. Uh, golden monitors, bejeweled stethoscopes and silver vials of potion and one gigantic stone coffin in the centre of the room. Uh, this is all very over the top. Yes. Uh, you can see sort of pipes and tubes running in and out of the coffin. Uh, there's a sort of necrotic glow around it. Ooh, and you can hear the beating of an ancient nice? heart. Uh, on the table uh, near the coffin, you see several items. Uh, there are some vials of water, and there is what looks like a jewellery box. Uh, what do you do? I'm going to go over and have a look in the jewellery box. Uh, you open the jewellery box, and there are several diamonds, one quite large. Very nice. Uh, Pen, are you looking at it as well? Well, they don't seem to quite match the platinum surroundings. Why would they be here? Can you make an arcana check? 23. You know that the components to an incredibly powerful spell uh, require holy water and diamonds to the worth of 25,000 gold pieces. And this spell is true resurrection. Ooh. So is this... Are they using a resurrection spell to keep people to some life? Well, I suppose it's, it's, it's a final cure. As you're there, you hear footsteps and you see a do- another doctor approach and it's Dr. John. But he doesn't seem to have seen you. He's looking at his uh, clipboard and uh, he says, Yes, just adjust the third valve, make the second pump slower and turn... Oh, hello. How nice to see you. Hello. Hello. We've just popped in to see former President Eaglesworth. Oh, it's all rather complicated, but... Mr. Penny, you have a most interesting aura about you. I don't suppose you would happen to be a wizard, would you? Well, I do try, yes. Excellent. 
and a necromancer to boot, if I'm not mistaken. It's not something I'm supposed to admit to these days, I believe, but yes. That's absolutely fascinating and wonderful and spiffing. You see, I have a backup plan to put a really? stop to the sorry state of things. The terrible injustices cannot be allowed to continue. Well, it, it is like this room is very over the top. I had a friend, a very dear friend. In fact, you might say we were at school together. Dr. Patrick believed he could take down Fizar from below, uprooting his operations. But, alas, this is where we parted. He didn't understand that if Fizar disappeared, somebody else would take his place. Something substantial needs to be done. Fundamental change, my dears. These vampires do not care what people say or do, so long as the blood keeps dripping into their vats. Right now, Fizar is the one who keeps people afraid, alone and desperate. Now, listen to me. We must take that power away from Fizar. I've been experimenting with reversing the vampire curse. I have a spell. True resurrection. But, alas, I am no wizard. But you, Mr. Rocante, you might have a chance. Ooh. Oh, is it spells? Is there research to do? Yes, I experimented with my good friend, President Eagle Tooth, but... And the coffin slowly opens with a stone-grinding sound, and you see the decrepit and rotting body of former President Eagle Tooth. She lifts long-fingered hands, and a few feathers fall off them. With slow, eerie movements, she steps out of the coffin, ripping the tubes and lines from her body and says, I awaken from my long sl- Oh, hello, John, how are you? <laughs> ah, yes, Eagle, my good chap. Well, these are some friends from Darnath. Perhaps Eagle, we should begin by answering some questions about Mr. Fizzar. Yes, of course, it would be a pleasure. What would you like to know? was written and produced by Joel Corner. It stars Aim Phoenix as Perrin Bazonian, Stephen Poor as Penrigante, Joanne Hall as Victrina Crested Grebe, and S. Naomi Scott as Agrilad. Diana Croft was the newsreader, Chris Walker-Thompson was Dr. Patrick, Dominic G. Martin was Dr. Quax, Tim Trelaw was Dr. John, Genevieve Safayan was Lisa Townsend. The theme music was produced and performed by Aim Phoenix. Additional music credits are in the episode description. You can support The Campaign Trail by going to patreon.com slash thecampaigntrail. We have special perks such as exclusive Discord servers, early access to episodes, and the chance to have your own character appear in the show. You can follow The Campaign Trail at thecampaigntrail.co.uk, on Twitter at thecampaigncast, on facebook.com forward slash campaigncast, at soundcloud.com forward slash doorcorner, and wherever you find podcasts. So, until next week, go back to your constituencies and prepare for adventure.